0: i'm muted that's so funny wow i tried to introduce us and i included you and then you didn't answer and i'm like huh that's weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) well not only could i not hear you but i was still in the process of connecting the audio to my phone instead of the laptop so that would uh stay connected even if i lose my video feed here So. Fair enough. Yay, finally both here. Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> As you see, it is December 29th, 2022. That means that it is our last current event stream of 2022. And that also means that we are a week and a day, I believe, away from our one year anniversary or two years, okay. sorry, two year anniversary.
1: Two years, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Natalie asked in the Discord if there will be a link through Twitch or Twitter to the live stream Um, the short answer is yes I do not have them on hand but we are live on Twitch and Facebook and Twitter Um, in addition to YouTube which I I dropped that um, that link in the Discord already so we we Are kind of doing our live chat through discord now Um, even if you comment on the YouTube or the Facebook the restream bot will repost the comments into the discord so you know if you want to stay up with all of the chats at once um, instead of just the Facebook chat or the YouTube chat um, that's primarily where I'm gonna be reading stuff from now so uh, I guess to be fair I could drop the Server link uh, in the chat, like I did last week. Um, But yeah, I mean the the Discord's pretty cool. I've kind of neglected it the last week, but I I kind of feel like we've all kind of neglected everything the last week or so. Um. Anyway, yeah, I commented the uh, the Discord link in both. Um. We have some cool things going on in there. So, you know, come join the conversation if you feel so inclined. Um, so a lot of this week, I mean, we do have some things to talk about. Um, recent right-wing attacks on power infrastructure in the Pacific Northwest, um, being, being one of them for sure. Um, the weekly updates on the railroad workers... Uh, certainly being one and, um, you know, kind of just partly, you know, like what's, what's going on going into the new year. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure at some point we might, uh, you know, like we might bring a couple of flashbacks from the last year. <laughs> um, Usual, you know, like plugging of stuff here i suppose but uh, our patreon is live any size donation helps um we are you know paying out of pocket for the um the software to bring you the streams on all the platforms and uh you know we're basically doing it for free we're doing it because we want to do it um but that being said the uh the more support we get the more we can grow um, I thought that was on the railroad workers. I, I will be honest, I did not update these slides for this uh, presentation, so I'll be using it a lot less. I just pretty much did it for the, the intro and the videos, you know, but anyway, so uh, I guess first things first, let's start with the railroad workers. Um, this is from their weekly newsletter. Also, actually, before we move on, I wanna give a shout out to Emily. Um, because, as you notice, this this microphone here is, uh, you know, in front of me now instead of next to my mouse. So you should hear less clicking. <laughs> uh, you're muted, Trisha. It's okay you'll figure it out i have faith um i guess while i'm plugging stuff though we have a new post um on the website uh it was it was submitted um so that's a friendly reminder you know anybody who writes something that um you know wants it published that is you know some sort of leftist anarchist communist socialist whatever um, you know, just send it to us. And I mean like this, we've had sitting in our inbox for like a month before we finally, you know, went through and, um, you know, read it and posted it. Um, but big shout out to Bella for writing this. And, um, I encourage you all to check, check it out. It's, uh, it's titled revolution and salvation, um, on faith in the masses. And, um, it kind of talks about how, you know, uh, basically at this point, society, religion is it exists. It's it's a fact of life, um, you know, and it, it goes into great detail. I mean, it's its like it's quite long, like it's a thorough thing. But talking about, you know, like using religion as a mean not not a means to revolution that's not that's not what that's not what's being gotten at here but um you know stick to like how (laughs) how am i trying to word this um you know like bring anti-capitalism and religion together as opposed to um you know like being exclusive, uh, exclusive. <laughs> God damn it! Instead of excluding people of religion, I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that are religious. She t- she talks about that too. um You know, like Christianity specifically being um, a means of right wing shit, but it can be used for left-wing shit, (laughs) too. Uh, If you look at the New Testament, for example, you know, like, it's not exactly something that you would think that rich people would engage with, right? (laughs) Um,
1: Especially Jesus saying that it's harder for a rich man to enter heaven than for a camel to pass through an eye of a needle. Like, there's a few comrades we have that are leftist revolutionary because they actually adhere to jesus's teachings and not the other dogmatic bullshit that right-wing people lean on you know so we we shouldn't push people away who are actually invoking that for the right reasons
0: right 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 and uh I want to just read a couple of paragraphs from the conclusion because, well, I mean, she talks about, you know, really, okay, so I'll, just, I'll just read it. She puts it in better words than I can. Um, but religion was uh, Kings, Malcolm's, Brown's, and the list goes on. And she's of course referring to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, John Brown. Um, who were all deeply religious and the re- religious beliefs guided their political beliefs, right? Yeah. Their catalyst for radical change was their religion. And it brought the people under a single banner in the cause of justice and humanity. Re- religion, however, remains a bastion for reaction and in its orthodoxy provides stopgaps to allow doubt to instill inaction in the masses. Conversely, the call of communism struggles incessantly to bring people together. In its secular surroundings, the pull of identity politics and self-interest divides the left at every turn. Is there a synthesis between these two modes? What do they share that often sees them together in the same dark rooms and what keeps them at the end of the night apart? For starters, we need to distinguish between faith and religion both amongst the masses and amongst the left. Even people who align with a particular denomination are easily swayed to concede that the trappings of religion are often arbitrary. Let's leave it to the reactionaries to defend dogma. The most work, however, is to be done by the left. We need to make room for believers because we are believers too. We believe in the promises of revolution. We believe in our comrades and we believe in the potential in everyone. This belief, as a system by which we coordinate our actions, is a system of faith, whether we call it that or not. And it is. Uh, And like all people of faith, we need a community of believers of like mind to uh, to unite with, sorry, to achieve our ends. The ends of religion, as depicted by, I'm not gonna butcher that name, are in actuality the aspirations of human potential. Communists and theists, therefore, in fact, do share in the same home. And I mean, like, there's there's a lot in this article. Obviously, I'm not going to read a nine-page article on the... um, I'm not going to read a nine-page article on the... um, on the air. But I did, however, (laughs) drop it into the comments. Um, Also... I see we got some uh, more people coming into the chat. Um the tired hillbilly made it. <laughs> and uh what? Rob Rich says jello. I prefer pudding myself.
1: I do too. Jell-O's okay sometimes, but putting slaps.
0: <laughs> but pudding slaps. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Lamau to okay. you too. Anyway, sorry. So the uh, the rail labor or the rail workers union. <laughs> God damn it! Railroad workers united. There we go. Weekly updates um, for the final week of December. Um, <laughs> I cannot talk tonight, man so i sent in the zoom chat for you zen the uh the link to this if you want to follow along um <laughs> rob said say it five times fast i am not gonna do it
1: <laughs> tongue twister time yeah uh, right just a, i might have to exit and re-enter from just my phone and not the combo of phone and laptop because every time it boots my video from the laptop it is muting the phone And
0: being fucking weird. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, I'm gonna start with the first update. Um, It's a Common Dreams article. Uh, The real lessons from the railway labor dispute. The outrage and alarm produced by the mere threat of these workers to withhold their labor reveal that our economy functions because workers work. I like the wording of that. Um. (laughs) So the threatened railway workers' strike is over. Joe Biden used his authority over interstate commerce to impose a settlement. As we all watch CNN and Fox News uh, to, you know, breathe a sigh of relief, let's see if there's a lesson to be learned. First of all, um, I still support the railroad workers, and if they were to go on a wildcat strike tomorrow, um, I I would be behind it um all is possible through organization so jot that down uh let's take a brief look at the background the american railway system was deregulated in the 1980s deregulated is a polite way of saying privatized um and as always seems to happen consolidation and profit taking followed close upon the deregulation um capitalist consolidated towards monopolies. That's kind of the premise of the game monopoly and how our economy functions on a larger scale. Um, What was once over 30 operating railroad companies was reduced to just seven through buyouts and mergers. These seven firms have all worked to increase their profits by reducing staffing, increasing and intensifying the workload of the remaining workers and drawing back investment in safety equipment and other costly projects uh, while increasing prices and rates. Um, so they go on to talk about precision precision scheduling, right which is part of the issue. I mean these people are basically, always on the call and they work extremely long days and they get very few days off and they don't even have fucking paid sick time. Um, Yeah, so while I do disagree with some of the things they state in this article, uh, I I just wanna, I I, I picked out two, two paragraphs here that I think really drive it home. Trains could run without railroad corporation majority stockholders and their CEOs, but not without maintenance workers and engineers. uh, automobiles could be made without corporate honchos, but not without the men and women on the assembly line. Oil wells could pump petroleum without the folks who own oil company stocks but not without the workers at the rigs and at the pipelines. And food could be grown and harvested without the persons who own the land, but not without the farm worker who plant, weed, and harvest. It is labor that makes the economy go. Amazon is successful because of its drivers and warehouse workers, not because of Mr. Jeff Bezos. Tesla is able to make electric cars thanks to engineers and line workers, not because of Elon Musk. Walmart is able to sell stuff because of its associates and they are not part of the Walton family. It is a very safe bet that Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz doesn't even know how to make a decent latte. So next time you hear or read some outpouring of praise and admiration for a rich corporate owner or finance mogul, just remind yourself, what is the real key to a successful economy? The workers. These are ordinary people who make the economy work.
1: Yep, investors are pretty much fucking useless uh, when it comes to that stuff. Like, they they aren't part of the daily operations. They don't know how to do any of that. They feel entitled to steal the majority of the value produced by the workers and justify it with, but I invested capital and I'm just, I don't care. If you're not throwing down on the work, what entitles you to any of the proceeds? Fucking nothing
0: right um, this one I actually haven't read yet I'm going to kind of like briefly go over it um, but this is from times.com 10 predictions for labor in 2023 um, I'm assuming that it's good if it's from the railroad workers united um, one AI is a labor problem I mean, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but capitalism is the reason for that. Um, right. you, if you we know, like, under
1: capitalism, AI could be used as a benefit to the workers to help make our jobs easier and where we have to work less hours instead of being an excuse to cut jobs, just to make the fucking investors and board more money. There's proper use of it and improper use of it. Right now, it's improper because it's under capitalism, period. That's the real problem.
0: So that being said, I agree with what they said under it because of that condition, but I feel like that fails to see the bigger picture. I mean, they're not trying to ban AI, right? But they're basically like, don't wait to take action on this. Be like the longshoremen who have had some success in, uh, in shielding themselves from the ravages of automation. Which I mean, I understand why they did it and I support that, but at the same time, automation and artificial intelligence wouldn't be a threat to labor if we weren't living under a profit-driven system.
1: Should be something that makes our lives easier where people can work less hours and still make good money from that production as equal owners, having a share in the company at which they work, like automation can make it possible for you to work four hour days instead of eight to 14 hour days. That right. doesn't mean you should less money. It means you should be getting your share of what's produced by the automation lose your job you should get more money in fact for the automation improving production
0: yeah yeah completely um so James said I have a railroad in my backyard it only seems to haul coal they have money so they think they are the cool ones <laughs> and he's the police could have money by having racist robots I mean AI instead of paying humans to be shitheads
1: that part look at what california's doing with bringing robots into the fucking pig force like
0: oh my god yeah yeah um i guess this is a good point a good time to like shout out the piece that uh we published a couple of um what was it probably like a month ago now about um, military spending and police militarization there was two articles that were a couple days apart um and i mean we we go pretty into detail um you know with like just how much we're spending um we give you links to tools that show you where the federal monies are going um in regards to um Where in the hell is the other one? I totally lost my train of thought, though. I see Natalie found her way to Facebook, so that's good. (laughs) I sent her the link, but... (laughs) Um, James said, Terminators are going to be useless racist shitheads just like the people that they replace. How much do you want to bet? I don't... I don't disagree with that, honestly, honestly, like, I mean, AI already has a difficulty in differentiating, like AI facial recognition has a difficulty differentiating in, you know, like in people of color. And I think that's intentionally, oh, we thought this was a dude that killed some cops. So we shot him, but it wasn't the same guy at all. My bad paid vacation. Now I'm starting to get mad. I found the uh militarization of the police one, which I'm putting in um, the comments. But where in the hell is the other one? Didn't I? Oh, I linked it. I linked it. Hell yeah. Okay, that link is coming now. Um, but the look at U.S. defense spending and contracts, um, looks at uh the new weapons systems and all that as well. <laughs> anyway, what was the next thing? Um basically this article is saying that Biden railroaded the workers and maybe himself. He's talking Pretty or they, I guess I don't know if it's a he or a she or a they or a who. Um but um basically they're 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 talking about how since Biden railroaded the railroaders, say that five times fast, that it's going to uh lose him the election is basically their prediction there. Um There is a another lesson from the Biden strike-breaking article. This one was written by a lifelong union activist um, who has spoken at RWU conventions and is a solidarity member. Um, I, I like the way he, he's a lot more harsh than the last one, and I like this. Um, The Biden regime's shameful betrayal of the railroad workers unfolded in late November and early December as the possible railroad strike crisis slowly wound to its ending. The gang up on the railroad workers and their desire to exercise the basic right to strike was practically all-encompassing. Politicians from both political parties, with only a handful of exceptions, all of the media, every single large corporation in the country, and even some liberals and so-called leftists all made the case why the strike must be stopped. Broken before it even started. This chorus all echoed the same canard that it was too important to allow a rail strike no matter that it was in response to the refusal of the company barons to seriously negotiate in the first place. The lack of time off for the workers alone qualified as a serious human rights violation, but of course their human rights had to be sacrificed for the monstrous profits of the railroad companies. All those who supported this shameful act by Biden, all who try to minimize it or even support it are to be blasted, thoroughly blasted. The strike breaking is unforgivable, period. To excuse or forgive or conveniently overlook it is to invite more the struggle of railroad workers will be uh, will continue it has to they don't have a choice Conditions have become intolerable for a majority of the workforce. The draconian uh, attendance policies of the rail bosses that virtually ban time off for the large operating sections of the workforce, and the fact that most workers are sure to fire themselves under these outrageous personnel policies gives them no choice but to keep up the fight. From these uh, strike-breaking acts come down several lessons, among others. We need to learn them. I am going to I'm going to stop there, but I am going to send the link to that, um, which um, I kind of thought so, judging by the wording of the article. Um, But the outlet that he published this article through is Marxism-Leninism Today. I did not know that mltoday.com was a thing. I'm going to have to check them out. a bunch of comments
1: video camera issues here it's trying
0: Uh, to reconnect um (laughs) deploy robot knee on the human neck affirmative that was james and then natalie said yeah maybe the robots will have some empathy and heart (laughs) and then james (laughs) said i don't trust robots or self-checkout natalie said (laughs) i don't know what's up lately only getting linked to youtube then spend half the stream trying to find a link to facebook or anyone or anywhere but youtube it's lonely there um well what you could do is you could watch it on youtube and then just comment in the the discord server um the only place that facebook is actually the only place that the comments don't get reposted to like comments from the facebook get put in the Discord and in the YouTube. So like, I mean, you know, you could watch it on YouTube and comment in the, the Discord, but it doesn't post back to Facebook. So, I mean, I guess that defeats the purpose. Well, for for that regard, you're trying to, you know, interact with the Facebook people like like Rob and James. Um, wow, judge rules Canadian Pacific is not liable and locked megantic disaster. It was a runaway train. Incident in 2013 that killed 47 people in Quebec. Huh. I mean, you would think that a runaway train would be the fault of the railroad. Natalie said she just sees the the confusing restream bot reposting. Yeah, that's that's what I was referring to was the restream bot. I didn't think it would be uh, the intention isn't for it to be confusing. The intention is just to see all the comments in one place. Um, but ideally, as uh, as we you know move forward more and more, I would like to see. Uh, The comments, you know, directly in Discord because that's that's where I'm reading them from anyway. um, That way I don't have to have so many windows open with, you know, Facebook and YouTube and yada yada. But anyway, um, I don't really have anything else on that. Um, does anybody else have any, um, Jesus Christ, brain fart, does anybody else have any suggestions for, um, topics for tonight? Um, if not, I'll move into the next thing I have. Also, I want to give a shout out to well i mean i'm not gonna like shout their usernames out for the wordpress but we've had quite a few new registrations for the website lately and that's cool um i'd like to see you know like people give their input or their own thoughts on things that we write and put out there um and you know obviously like you can go to the website and find most any stream that we've ever done (laughs) you know uh, especially if you use the search function and stuff but um i think before i move on to the next topic i want to uh you know kind of do some flashbacks i guess you would call it um what's that noise
1: i don't know possibly my fan uh, Ah,
0: yeah. yeah it could be um the put in a ticket protest um which is still to this day that's that's the most uh hits we ever got on our website so far um but comrade mary from uh the put in a ticket movement was on the show and uh told us about the um (laughs) natalie asked if the shows were live streamed to patreon i don't think so we used to put the the embedded youtube video in the patreon but um i I've been really neglecting Patreon lately. We haven't had, uh, we haven't done, you know, the stuff, the movie watch-alongs and stuff. Um, but, yeah. Um, anyway, so, turnout for the, uh, they protested the shareholders meeting, right? And they had busloads of people, um, Mary was a Dollar General manager in Florida who was fo- followed, fired, uh, God damn it, <laughs> fired following a viral TikTok video she created <clears throat> that exposed the horrendous working conditions she and thousands of other Dollar, Generals employee, uh, Dollar General employees endured. As a result, Mary went on to lead a uh, lead national demonstrations on May 2nd, <clears throat> and we were lucky enough to interview her on May 1st. International Workers' Day, May Day, the real Labor Day. Um, Let's see here.
1: Oh, geez. Zoom crashed again and is trying to reconnect, so.
0: That's weird. I hear you.
1: Yeah, because the phone call part stayed connected, just not the Zoom part. Oh, so yeah, it's being weird.
0: Uh, I might have to research again. So uh, you know, we have some videos yeah. for. Oh, that's loud. We have some videos from uh, the put in a ticket protest. Um, as you can see, I mean, there's there's a pretty sizable turnout especially for you know a shareholders meeting it's not you know like uh, it's it, it's not often there's protesters at a shareholders meeting let alone you know literally hundreds of employees of the company um, i would i would call i would call it a success i guess that's what i'm getting at here. um There's no way that nobody at that shareholders meeting doesn't know who they are and how they feel about it, you know? Um, And we need to see more things like this. Like, you know, we're to a point where enough is enough. Well, we've been to a point where enough is enough, but you know what I mean. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you know, they had drums, they had music. Um, and quite a few people. All right, let's uh, let's go back and continue our trip down memory lane. The Amazon press co- conference in Arizona right before I moved. Where am I? <laughs> we tried to go live.
1: Can <laughs> the heat cat kill your camera?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And it was like 117 degrees on so my phone, just kept dying. It was right. like, nope, it's too hot, and shut off. Um, right,
1: God, summers here are fucking insane. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Chris Smalls was saying it was a hell of a way to kick off uh, hashtag hot labor summer.
1: Really was. Definitely putting the emphasis on hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had um that picture with Chris Small's as my profile picture for a long time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um we finally started doing our this day in history pieces, which, you know, if there's a historical Uh, You know, a Marxist or anarchist event um, or, you know, a person you want to commemorate and you want to you want to write one, by all means, do it. Um, Speaking of people in the comments, Rob Rich wrote our uh, Mao piece, which, to be honest, he could probably write a book about Mao. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) it was it was a short, like, in memory of thing. Uh, Natalie said, "How's Chris S been doing lately?" Actually, uh, let me let me look it up in a minute here. Um, but I wanted to send the link to the Comrade Stalin post that Trisha did, and <laughs> the Mao piece that that Rob did. We're trying to really get that rolling and and stay consistent
1: on those things. So.
0: Uh, what did i do did i oh i refreshed the page that's what i did give me just a second natalie i'm gonna i have to find that that piece to you know get the links to his socials But I know that the Amazon labor union did win their um, National Labor Relations Board case against Amazon about the wrongful terminations of union organizers. Um, I don't think that anything's really been determined on like, you know, are they getting back pay and things like that. But I mean, if they won, I would imagine that that will be part of it. Um, But I gotta, you know, scroll back forever Oh yeah, there was a second Rainbow Coalition gathering The People's Coalition rally With uh, the Brown Berets, I forgot about that Well, I didn't forget about it, but I scrolled right past it the first time I didn't put the links. I put the handle. Wow. Okay. It would have been quicker to go to Twitter. I apologize, you guys. (laughs) Oh my God. And then I tried to put a for we are many link into the search bar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you need caffeine today, bro? (laughs) No,
0: I had caffeine, but that that was a while ago now. Whoa! His account doesn't exist.
1: What the fuck happened? I don't know.
0: Did he change his handle? Oh, I put the fucking underscore on the wrong spot. See, uh, I'm just on. I'm just on a roll today.
1: Right. That in a thousand.
0: His pinned tweet is still from when they won the union vote. And he tagged Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos in it.
1: <laughs> I love that level of petty there. Like, hey, check this out, Jeff. You do? Yeah, I,
0: I should read it actually. At Amazon, first of all, at Amazon, wanted to make me the face of the whole unionizing efforts against him. Well, there you go. That You know, like when he was elected the president After they won. Anyway, at Jeff Bezos, at David Zabalski, congratulations at Amazon Labor. We worked hard, had fun, and made history. ALU for the win. Welcome the first union in America for Amazon.
1: Hell yeah. Um, I'm curious, is it now up to each location thereafter to also vote in? joining said union, or is it already covering everybody who works for Amazon, period?
0: I'm sorry, what was that?
1: I was asking if that was specific locations that have already approved it, like if the other locations still have to take a vote on it, or if that was a vote for all of the above at any location to be able to then join. Because I know it, like Starbucks, has in separate locations.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how they have to do it. You got to start from the bottom and grow up through the company. Like, basically, each individual location has to vote the union in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which was the first one, Staten Island. Um, Actually, I, I wasn't going to talk about this because it's just funny. It's not really like... I didn't think at the time that it was going to be such like a big thing but uh for whatever reason andrew tate started swinging on greta thunberg on twitter right said hello at @greta thunberg i have 33 cars my bugatti has a w16 8.0 liter quad turbo my two ferrari 812 comp- com- competed, comp compete own. i don't know have 6.5 liter v12s this is just the start Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous admissions. And um, she, she it, that. replied. <laughs> I thought, oh, where is her fucking? Hold on. Oh, I,
1: I can tell you. It. Her reply was yeah. a massive. Yes.
0: Please do you, enlighten me.
1: energy at gilllife.com. And I was like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i wanted to make sure that i got the uh the the wording right but yeah it's literally yes please do enlighten me email it me at small
1: dick energy at um right he claims to be like some kind of epitome of masculinity when his is actually very fragile and weak as shown by his need to try to pick on a 19 year old girl on the internet
0: a nineteen-year-old autistic climate
1: activist. Right, and in case anybody has yet not been made aware of this today, he got fucking arrested in Romania for pedophilia, and I hope, I hope he gets a taste of his own medicine from Big Bubba up there in the slammer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so like when the um. I found out about the tweet, like, was it last night or earlier today? I don't remember. And then when I was looking that up, there was a thing about him getting raided. And then I found out like an hour after that, that he was arrested, that him and his brother were arrested. And I'm just like, oh my God, dude. Like, <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to like give you that so that way I can go back to Chris Smalls here and... Um, He's just like, cra- there's the whole thread of him like cracking jokes about it, you know, like uh, which one, which ones that you were putting up for bail, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, so last one. This is this is in my opinion the best one. Last one. How you cheddar Bob yourself? You can't make this shit up. <laughs> cheddar Bob, for those that don't know, is the dude that shot himself in the dick in Eight Mile.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, hates a piece of shit, so, you know, mm, right now he's just getting exactly what is coming to him. He is suffering the consequences of his actions. And his chumo ass can fucking rot in prison forever in Romania, for all I care. That's exactly where he fucking deserves to be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is... What Chris Moss has been up to to finally get to the fucking point and answer your question, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Labor Notes Conference. Um, Amazon Rally in Albany. Um, Americonda in New York City, Fall 2023. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet. But, yeah. Um, You know, he's been... He always retweets like, you know, pictures he's in with other people. Um, But you know, like there's a lot from the labor notes conference, just like there was the last time. Um, Which if I would have realized the labor notes had just happened, I would have had something together on it. Why is Massachusetts trending? What is going on in Massachusetts? I don't know.
1: Huh? the text is to too blurry to read on my end. What's it
0: say? I mean, it's it's funny that most of this is just like random shit about Massachusetts, but one of the uh, January 6ers was arrested in Ashland, Massachusetts. um oh. But of course, you know, leave the uh, leave it to the lib with the Ukraine flag in their fucking profile to say, lock them all up. Like, they that that would just as easily be you, <laughs> All
1: right. Mm-hmm.
0: Fucking Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still, you know, like, uh, I, which I figured would be the case, but I wanted to double check first, uh, you know, still doing Amazon rallies, still um, pushing for unionization and more Amazon locations, um, et cetera. Hey, COVID is not over, is trending. Huh. Who would have thought? Right.
1: What do you mean it didn't just disappear? <laughs>
0: I mean, I I, th- I thought that, like, you know, most of us knew this. I'm a little well, bit worried about the show I'm going to, going to tomorrow. It's sold out. So it's going to be, you know, a lot of people. Well,
1: bring your hand sanitizer and a mask. Yeah. especially the hand sanitizer, just being a smoker. You don't want to touch stuff and then go to smoke a cigarette and inoculate yourself.
0: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of posts, you know, like, oh, my whole family has COVID. Oh, there's more Canadians in the hospital with COVID than there was last year. Right. And then China actually and, and I mean I'm taking this with a grain of salt because western media is always going to make a sound like China's falling apart. But China finally like stepped back on their um on their um, you know zero covid policies, right? They they started uh like rolling back the strict restrictions and um you know like it, it goes about like it did when we reopened here except for they're still testing.
1: Right.
0: So you know they're actually like showing the amount of cases that are that are coming from the the you know not having zero COVID or not using the zero COVID policy anymore. Um,
1: Here they just shut down testing because, you know, if you shove it all under the rug and, you know, pretend like it's not happening and ignore it and don't test for it, you can pretend it's over with, right?
2: Well,
0: yeah. And I mean, you know, like we stopped reporting, (laughs) <laughs> um we stopped reporting testing that was still happening, and you know, we stopped reporting deaths to a, a central database too. I mean, like there's just so much. Whereas China still has all of that. So yeah, their COVID cases have fucking spiked, but we cannot forget that ours also did. Right. I mean, we did We're the same thing. Like- right. Oh, Emily said, hello, nine minutes ago, but I was in the middle of trying to find that.
1: (laughs) Um, Hi, Emily.
0: (laughs) James said, caffeine isn't good for the evening. Maybe drink a Modelo.
1: (laughs) I just finished another coffee. I'll be okay. Although it is James two hours said, "Bubble early. will
0: get him at least three times." Trisha, <laughs> coming to him.
1: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh. Oh shit.
2: <laughs> James <laughs> said,
0: "They just ask you when you go to the doctor if you if you have COVID. They ju- they just right. ask you."
1: Like how are yourself diagnosed with skills?
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you say shit I don't know aren't you the doctor (laughs) uh Corbin stopped by said uh happened to scroll by and found y'all and I'm glad to hear that actually I mean for a long time it's like we haven't really um you know had people just like find us it's usually uh you know people that we invite or you know the regular viewers so I'm I'm glad to hear that that people are and it's like we haven't um, finding us
1: right searching for us even i've noticed uh the google results yeah last week of like yeah. people are looking for us now to find our website and everything so that's that's pretty fucking beautiful i dig that
0: yeah there has more been more growth on kind of like everything than there has been in a while over the last couple of months so hey you know consistency pays off i suppose does. does So hey Corbin, since uh you weren't here earlier, did you know that there is an outlet called Marxism Leninism today? (laughs) I'm gonna send the link that I sent earlier. Elliot. I want to check
1: that out. We should maybe rub elbows with them like hey. Stop. Right, right. <laughs>
0: like if I say, No. Um what was next? Oh yeah, so like fascist attacks on uh fucking energy infrastructure again. Um I believe this time in the Pacific Northwest, but like you know, four of them or something like that. I'm I'm Googling it. I didn't have a thing pulled up for it right now. Uh, But this this is an ongoing thing, though. Like, over the last few weeks, there's been four. Um, And federal officials have actually issued a warning, but we have a... This is going to be from ABC News tonight, but um, I have a video, what I'm getting at here.
3: Reporting here in the power grid sabotage, a suspect or suspects firing at those two substations. And tonight there's also news, one person has been found dead in a home with no electricity. ABC's Mona Kosar-Abdi in North Carolina again tonight. Tonight, officials in Moore County, North Carolina, say this one is, person has died in a not, house with no. This is the one that we power. covered before. We're at this point in time, to a, Oh, that is from December sixth.
0: To- okay, I made a boo boo. Yeah,
1: there's another one that's happened.
0: Well, there's more than one.
1: Okay, I wasn't aware that I'd seen. You know, clearly that one because we covered that. Uh, but I'd seen a few days ago another one, but only come across the two um how many places have had their fucking power sabotage is this something these motherfuckers are just like doing in mass? what the fuck
0: right right um
1: like how many fucking people are they going to kill with power outages to get the point across that they're bigots
0: well on a holiday weekend no less Right. Christmas, Christmas brings new round of attacks on Northwest Power Grid. <clears throat> A fourth substa- I was right. A fourth substation was attacked and set on fire Sunday night, according to the Pierce County Sheriff's Department. Um, electrical utilities reported physical attacks on the power grid at three locations prior to that, outside of Tacoma, Washington, before dawn Christmas morning. About 15,000 people lost power, according to the uh, Pierce, County, Pierce County Sheriff's Department. The Sheriff's Department is calling the incidents burglaries, though nothing was stolen. It's not a
1: burglary. It's terrorism.
0: Right. Substations are a key part of the electrical grid that keeps the nation's lights on. They convert high-voltage electricity to the lower voltages utility customers use. It is unknown if there are any motives or if this was a coordinated attack, uh, well four in one night sounds like a coordinated attack to me yeah. um tacoma public utilities was which, which suffered damage at substations in suburban uh spanaway and graham called the incidents attacks and said its facilities were deliberately targeted
1: right
0: um yeah
1: this is domestic Sergeant D-
0: no 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 listen to this Sergeant Darren Moss Jr. of the Pierce County Sheriff's Department took issue with calling the incidents attacks, saying there is nothing more or there is nothing that we have found yet that says this is a terrorist attack.
1: Really? Okay, this is what happens when you have pigs that are like 85 IQ. Dumb shit like that. I,
0: I don't even think that it's an issue of stupidity. I think that he knows who did it.
1: There could be that too. Because for fuck's sake, most pigs are extreme right wing and are probably totally on board with the shit that's being done by, let's be honest. This is probably going to come out to be some of these organizations that have been uniting under the WLM banner because they're all a bunch of fucking bigots. And the killer part is they're the ones with pedophiles in their rank and file and they're trying to attack cities where, you know, there's drag queen story hours being hosted and trying to paint this picture of like oh we're going after pedophiles and it's like you are the pedophiles fuck off but i'm i'm curious because there's some associations already with some of the people who have been questioned in the first fucking incident that we covered a few weeks ago like this is this
0: is fucked they're well, and, and I mean, you know, like after, we know that it was right-wing extremists in Moore County, North Carolina. Like, yep, and then, you know, oh. like, they're doing the same type of coordinated attacks on infrastructure in different parts. This time they hit four substations instead of two. Right. Like, I mean, these, this seems like a ramp up, you know, Um, Uh Corbin said vandalism was the most ridiculous term that I heard and yeah I mean vandalism implies like something
1: got spray painted right right not set on fire and leading to deaths of innocent people all through the community that's not vandalism this is beyond ridiculous how they're trying to frame it and it's like no this is domestic fucking terrorism from white nationalists well yeah and then you know the cop being like oh well we don't know that it was
0: an attack and the energy company is like yes it's an attack
1: like, like yeah you certainly do when somebody shows up and sets your shit on fire that's an attack
0: yep um i have too many tabs open wow That's probably why I keep losing my spot. <laughs> like, which tab am I in? Um, but basically, the, the the sergeant at the sheriff's department is just like, it could be a disgruntled employee. Way to punch no. down.
1: No. Oh, and God. then
0: Tacoma Public Utilities later walked back the term attack, probably, um, you know, per threat. Um, because this, the 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 walking back statement said, per the Pierce County Sheriff, we can't correct uh, characterize these as an attack without first completing the investigation.
1: Okay, well, it doesn't take long for the investigators coming from the fire department to confirm what was used to start the fire. Just saying. They're going to find an accelerant of some kind or an explosive explosive of some kind.
0: Or they're going to shoot it.
1: Or that. That's what happened in the first one is they shot the shit. Made it blow up. Like, come on. Clearly an attack. Like, sorry, but there's no such coincidence as fires starting at four in one night randomly due to, like, electrical fire issues or something. no no that's coordinated that's not random at all
0: well yeah and we're talking about like four and one night but at least nine substations in Oregon and Washington have been attacked since mid-November right and then they go on to say whether any of these attacks are connected is unclear but I mean this is happening on the east coast this is happening on the west coast it's happening in the same manners um You know, same motivation to fucking cut power. They're trying to uh, instigate fear. It literally is terrorism.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, In January,
0: the the Associated Press reported uh, that a U.S. Department of Homeland Security warning um, that domestic terrorists have been developing credible specific plans to attack electrical infrastructure since at least 2020. And then they go on to say, in February, three white supremacists from Indiana, Ohio, and Wisconsin pled guilty to crimes related to a plot to attack the power grid in several regions of the United States. That was in February. And I mean, like, this didn't really start getting attention until the one in more North Carolina, this month. This has been going on for like a year and in the Pacific Northwest for over a month now. But now when they hit four in one night, now we're, now we'll talk about it.
1: Right. And pretend like it's not an attack.
0: Right. Um, hey, oh. if, if anybody wants to read more on, um, you know, the nine... Grid attacks in the Pacific Northwest. I'm dropping that in the comments as well. Well, the freaking Discord notifications kept popping up where I'm trying to paste my what call it?
1: Right.
0: Um. But do 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 So what's next? I guess we can do more flashbacks, huh?
1: sure why not there's been some interesting shit this year it's been a roller coaster ride
0: always is
1: hold on tight
0: (laughs) this is uh more recent posting um it was a tom watts writing um The title is if we are not fighting for the dictatorship of the proletariat, we are not fighting to win. And I think he makes a really good case for that. Um, I'm going to share the link and then I'll read uh, an excerpt of it. There's the link. Now, where did that window go? There we go. All states are class dictatorships. As Lenin explained, quote, a standing army and police are the chief instruments of state power. Where there is exploitation, there will be oppression and there will be resistance. The state exists because of the uh, (laughs) irreconcilable contradiction between the exploiting and exploited classes. At each stage in the evolution of human society, the form of the state will change corresponding to changes in the relationship of the base and the superstructure. Um, the the base refers to the forces and relations of production, right? And, and that, that's why I chose this one. Is he he breaks down base and superstructure really well? Um, but simply put, base refers to the forces and relations of production to all the people, the relationships between them, the roles they play, and the materials and resources involved. In producing the things needed by society. The superstructure, quite simply and expansively, refers to all other aspects of society. The superstructure includes culture, ideology, which is shaped by worldviews, ideas, values, and beliefs, norms and expectations, identities that people inhabit, social institutions like education, religion, media, family, other things like that. The political structure and the state, including the uh, the state being, I should say, the political apparatus that governs society. Marx argued that the superstructure grows out of the base and reflects the interests of the ruling class that controls it. As such, the superstructure justifies how the base operates and in doing so, justifies the power of the ruling class. Um, but he, he breaks down a lot more. He, he uses quotes from the, the German ideology and the uh, Communist Manifesto. Um, there we go. Lenin. Um, I guess I'll start right here, rather than with the Lenin quote, because this gives context <laughs> to the 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 quote. The liberal democratic revolutions by which the bourgeoisie overthrew the old feudal order in the West introduced the bourgeoisie's conception of democracy. As Lenin explains, democracy is a form of the state. It represents on one hand the organized systematic use of force against persons, but on the other hand, it signifies the formal recognition of equality of citizens, the equal right of all to determine the structure of and to administer the state. Of course, this ideal only serves to conceal the reality of class dictatorship exercised by the the bourgeois ruling class. That is to say, democracy for an insignificant minority, democracy for the rich. That is the democracy of capitalist society. The proletariat, on the other hand, has a very different and very materialist conception of democracy, which is attainable only under the dictatorship of the proletariat. As Lenin explained, quote, the dictatorship of the proletariat, i.e., the organization of the vanguard of the oppressed as the ruling class for the purpose of suppressing the oppressors, cannot result merely in an expansion of democracy. Simultaneously, with an uh, immense expansion of democracy, which for the first time becomes democracy for the poor, democracy for the people, and not democracy for the money bags. The dictatorship of the proletariat imposes a series, a series sorry of restrictions on the freedom of the oppressors, the exploiters, and the capitalists. In other words, the dictatorship of the proletariat enabled the oppressed and exploited class to expropriate the wealth and power of the capitalist ruling class and seize control of the basic means of production and exercise all-around dictatorship over the overthrown bourgeoisie so the masses can systematically uh change every aspect of society and carry out full socialist reconstruction of society based upon principles of equality and social justice eliminating classes and class exploitation ta-da i did put that in the comments right i think i did um corbin said democracy is incompatible with capitalism the democracy that we know is just an illusion yes yes absolutely yep.
1: um it's impossible to have real democracy when you have things like politicians for sale in a corporatocracy being run with a fucking electoral college all of these things take away the power of your vote that's not democracy
0: yeah um, James said I haven't seen the news for a while because of work did Elon fire himself yet I don't think that he has
1: yeah he supposedly has to find a qualified replacement first I think he's just sticking around And oh also, yeah of course you know, he is even if he does step down as CEO that's not going to change the fact that he is a majority shareholder as far as ownership goes and as fuckery is still going to be at the table
0: Corbyn said, I believe evolution plays a key role with man's willingness to be exploited to believe the lie. I I agree. And I mean, like, you know, the situation is dire at this point. I mean, you know, like, yeah, the phrase socialism or barbarism has been around for, you know, well over a century at this point. But like, it's like socialism or complete environmental collapse. Yeah. And we're running out of time for that. Even.
1: We've been running out of time for that for decades. Yeah. Like longer than you or I have been alive. Fucking. It's mm-hmm. gotta get. Well, oh, thank you. My dog just slapped the shit out of me with her floppy ears. Just what so I needed.
0: James said, Elon, buddy, seriously, buddy, you need to fire yourself and take the toilet home, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we need to bring back the Elon buddy sign off.
0: Yeah, before Don left, we should have had him record that for us.
1: Hey, we can always grab the old shows and take clips.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> um all right another flashback time i think so cool. um the the people Co- people's coalition rally it was a second rainbow coalition gathering um in chicago that was uh organized by the brown berets it was a pretty fast event um no, I guess I should probably, probably uh, put that in there. I usually don't do that screen sharing, but here we are. Now, where is the, Um. so obviously I'm not gonna like play the whole video, but Whoa. what did I just say? <laughs> um, I got to see the the four uh, directions ceremony that the, the, the brown berets opened the thing with. That was really cool. Up um, oh, went too far. This is what I was looking for. Zulu speech. Uh, Chairman Shaka Zulu of the New African Black Panther Party. Uh, I mean, some of you probably heard this speech and might even remember parts of it. Um, I think about the speeches that both of them gave that day fairly often, actually. Attention what
2: our chairman had to say, because we gonna continue this revolution, because we are revolutionary. Oh All power to the people. All power to the people. I wanna first, I wanna first uh, thank my minister for that wonderful and electrifying uh, opening. Secondly, I want to thank the Brown Beret. This is a wonderful event. It's a revolutionary event. It's an inspiring event. One of the reasons why we saw the need to travel out here was because Cook County Jail is no different from Trenton State Prison. Cook County Jail is no different from San Quentin. Cook County Jail is no different from Folsom. They all incubate oppression. They all are dehumanizing. They all seek to weaken, defuse, and ultimately destroy the liberation movement. Presidents of the United States were constituted not because they wanted to keep the classes peaceful, not because they wanted the poor simply not to attack the rich, Prisons were constructed in order to use state balance to weaken the revolutionary movement, to weaken revolutionary figures around the world. I don't have to give you a litany of lists of revolutionaries that died in prison. In fact, Fred Hampton, who is the ideological leader of the New African Black Panther Party, spent time in this fascist prison. Cha Cha Jimenez spent time in this fascist prison. So I don't have to give you that example, but it's important to illustrate other examples around the world so you can see the dialectical and materialist connections. So you don't look at it in the academic sense thinking, oh, whoa, me, or oh, this is happening to me. No, the system is specifically designed to prop up not just white right, right supremacy, but Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett to prop up the police departments, to prop up the educational systems, because it all serves to buttress the interests of the rich and powerful. So us coming together, Black Panthers,
0: yep (laughs) um did i put that link in the uh oh there's a i did put the link but there's some comments uh corbin said i am not familiar with the brown berets only heard it mentioned in passing um, and then pasted some information as a pro Chicano paramilitary organization that emerged during the Chicano movement in the late 1960s. Uh, Dave, David Sanchez and Carlos Montez co founded the group modeled after the Black Panther Party. The Brown Berets were part of the Third World Liberation Front. It worked for educational reform, farm workers' rights, and against police brutality in the Vietnam War. It also sought to separate the American Southwest from the control of the United States government. The Brown high visibility and paramilitary stance made it a key target for inf- infiltration and harassment by local police, the FBI, and other law enforcement agencies. The majority of the Brown chapters disbanded in 1972. Several, several groups reformed and became active uh, after the passage of California Proposition 187 in 1994. I'm not sure what that is. <clears throat> Um, and this is actually a new fact to me here. The Brown Berets chose the model, the motto to serve, observe, and protect. This motto reflected the LAPDs to protect and serve and indicated that the Berets believed they were or should have been the police of the community. Law enforcement's perception was that Brown Berets were a violent and or subversive organization. Um, and then he said, motherfucker spitting." yep and
1: um, yeah
0: all right what's next that was a that was a good reflection actually like that was a two hour episode uh, where we were sitting with uh, chairman Jake of the white panther party actually hold on let's see what he had to say about shaka's speech there because i'm sure he said something i don't remember offhand but he had to right yeah that was
3: uh
0: that was a hell of a speech right <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, that's the thing with uh with, with the way we do speeches. I mean, we don't write this shit down. You know what I mean? This is supposed to come off the fucking you you do this from the heart, you know what I mean? And I think Kwame and Shaka, they have that down in a way that I haven't ever really seen before because I swear, you know, as as soon as he as soon as he said, you know, uh, I became a communist, ah man, I like I light up. That was I was so yeah. You know, so happy to hear him to hear him say that. That was such an excellent. But I didn't
0: become a cultural nationalist. I became a communist. <laughs> like it's the delivery, right? Like it was so deliberate and like perfect. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway,
3: way to, to,
0: to put that, you know.
3: And it's like, well,
0: yeah, yeah. The other part that got me was when he was like, "Oh, we need is Karl Marx." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like
3: I I like that because when you go to a lot of these rallies in any big city you go to a rally and you've always got these people trying to siphon off all the all the momentum and all the energy and it becomes this fucking tiring and dull thing where they're talking about you know they're going to get you all fired up and then they're going to immediately in the next sentence talk about and i got this candidate here and here's this how you can vote and and it's like i, I you fucking lost me you know what i mean and it's like to hear these people named right it brings you back just recalling on things that you've probably heard about before and these motherfuckers were not talking about voting and that's what we need you know what I mean but you can talk all this all you want about oh I'm a revolutionary or all these different things and then, and then immediately you, you quit on all the things that those revolutionaries before you stand on you're not a revolutionary but you are as a fucking liar you know what I mean so this stuff I'm, I, it, it, it lights me up Whenever I go to one of these rallies and I hear these people, you know, Shaka included, you know, basically, basically doing the right, the right thing, you know, following it to its necessary conclusion. Um, right. You know, I'm calling at the point now where where when somebody doesn't do that, I, I look at them like they're a cop or an infiltrator. You know what I mean? So.
1: Right. Revolutionary would not be calling for reformist bullshit. Yeah. It's not revolution that doesn't actually have the capacity to invoke the changes that we need to make. It never will. Can't play by the system's fucking rules and expect to actually change the system.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to, uh, to cut that, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an excellent, uh, piece. Um, and I mean, honestly, that was, that was September. We gotta, we gotta like, you know, do it again. (laughs) I'm not sure who's organizing the next one, but it's gotta be coming up fairly soon, you know, March or April. Um, I don't know if it'll continue the trend of being in Chicago. I mean, it makes sense that it's in Chicago. The original rainbow coalition was a Chicago organization. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, we should do a second rainbow coalition, um, update. Um, I mean, is it really an update? I guess it's not like we cover them every week. there's not all that much. I mean, there's, there's content, but like it's nothing about the second rainbow coalition really. Well, let me, let me look at their newsletter. That's more condensed. Newsletter number four was, you know, came out in December. Um, they do four per year. It's a quarterly kind of update. Um, type newsletter. This is taking a long time to open. Um, I guess while we're talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, the second rainbow coalition though, like just to give you an idea, and this is a, this is like an old, um, collage, if you will. Um, come on, screen share, you stupid thing. This is kind of an old collage, but just to give you an idea of, you know, the the size and depth of the organization, um, you know, there's the new African Black Panther Party, there's the White Panther Party, there's the North Alabama School for Organizers, which is spearheaded by High Thurman of the Young Patriots organization. He's one of the founders of the original Rainbow Coalition um you know you see you got black panthers white panthers young lords brown berets poor people's army more young lords karate chick i it's a no fury is a feminist uprising i i don't i don't remember what it stands for i'm not going to butcher it it's a it's a feminist group that is part of the second rainbow coalition um the green party of new jersey and i forget what they are, but there's like more than that now. There's like close to 20 organizations in the coalition if I remember correctly. Um, The first page is kind of a uh, what's inside um, thing. And I'm glad that they put an emphasis on homelessness um brown berets provide security at uvalde texas memorial on july 10th 2022 brown beret chapters from throughout the state of texas met in san antonio to discuss the security details they would provide for a march and rally with the families of 19 children who were massacred at rob elementary um that's that's pretty badass um right chapters from uh southeast texas carnalismo brown austin san antonio and dallas brown in addition rafael from la mesa Nacional de brown and a member of the second rainbow coalition joined the group rafa is a badass um he also spoke at that people's coalition's rally um one of the, like the key little snippets that i've found myself using a lot lately is, you know, like, when we're talking about, like, wokeness, right? Uh, Rafa said, woke just means you know what's up. (laughs) I can't think of an easier or better way to put it, really. Um, But, yeah.
1: Ignoring the fucking systemic racism and police brutality that have brought us to this fucking point.
0: (laughs) Right. But, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, that has been, like you know, a little snippet that keeps coming back every time the wokeness gets brought up. I'm just like, that just means, that just means you know what's up. <laughs> You're um, aware. On the struggle to restore the Black Panther Party, part two. Um, this was penned by <laughs> Chairman Shaka Zulu. Um, Commandus us uh, on individualism, right? panther cadre must avoid the many pitfalls of individualism which is the ideology of the capitalist imperial system some of the manifestations of individualism are commandist behavior right panthers reject the notion of party bosses and believe in collective leadership and comradely criticism and self-criticism we believe in inter-party democracy discussion and struggle Correct ideas always develop in contradiction with incorrect or less correct ones, and two-line struggle is essential for advancing the understanding and political line of the party and correcting or improving its practice. Education is the key to correcting this tendency and rooting out the ideology behind it. Clicks, um, again, education is key. You know, like we can't do this. Like, oh well, this person's an insider and this person's an outsider. I mean, you can't. You can't let clicks form in a revolutionary organization that you're going to, it's just going to have problem after problem. And number three, I think is probably the biggest uh, of what I've seen out of some organizations, pride and egotism. I mean, seriously, pride will destroy a group's work. Um, and then um minister of well now he's the minister of health but when he wrote it he was minister of culture for the white panther party robert strong wrote on october 15th the anniversary of the founding of the black panther party in oakland i joined the revival crusade of kwame shakur minister of culture for the new african black panther party and high thurman high was part of the young patriots that fred hampton of the uh, well, technically, it was uh, Robert E. Lee Jr. the third or Bobby Lee that reached out to the white uh, to the young Patriots, um, but I mean that's splitting hairs. Um, anyway, that's that's a key distinction that high always makes when that situation is brought up. Like, no, 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 Fred Hampton didn't come down and you know talk to us about uh, joining the coalition. We met him later. Bobby Lee is the one anyway um and uh hi thurman made a promise to bobby lee on his deathbed actually that we he would uh help reawaken the, the rainbow coalition um but yeah so anyway we're talking about the, the he he is talking about the uh the west coast book tour that High thurman and kwame shakur did and um well we're we're probably not going to stop there but i mean without having official dates i can't be like look for us here or then but we'll we'll let you know ahead of time <laughs> anyway the tour kicked off in los angeles before moving up the coast and was hosted by the original minister of culture of the white panther party uh wayne kramer of the mc5 um Though Kramer was noticeably absent, reportedly racing a deadline for a movie soundtrack he was composing, the right people were there. It was beautiful sharing space there with our San Bernardino Brown Beret comrades and other uh, local activists for one of the most consequential conversations I've had the pleasure of facilitating. Kwame dedicated the first night to political prisoners close to his heart. And then discussed the early American precedent of working class solidarity between indentured white servants and chattel slaves at Bacon's Rebellion. He related this to the long history of aristocracy using white lower class to police the black slave class and racism being an invention of capitalist imperialism. This led to powerful conversations starting with Kwame's construct of the dialectic between social conditions and quality of consciousness. Um, the conversations flowed out onto the sidewalk and continued by phone and social media late into the night just, despite an early rollout time the next day. And that's, what's cool about these events. I felt such the same way after the people's coalition rally, you know, like, I mean, we were talking about the conversation, the, the speeches that happened there that day, we were talking about the conversations that happened there that day, you know, just, just like, you can't get enough of it. Like, Oh my God, this was so good, you know? <laughs> Um, of course, leave it to the, uh, oh yeah. And then they covered the, the, the people's coalition rally too, um, which they have a better version of this picture. Hold on. Let me zoom in and then I'll screen share for whatever reason, the copy of this picture that I got was, uh, blurry. So I'm actually glad to see that there is a not blurry version of it that exists. Um there. I got it zoomed in. <laughs> we're on zoom that's funny. But um no, that's-, that's that's powerful, right? I because my feet cut again. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's it's such a broad variety of people. And as you can see, it's more than, like, the, what, six organizations that was listed on that flyer. Um, you know, there's the Royal Black Panther Party. The, uh, you know, Black and White Panthers are kind of all scattered around right here. And, then, you know, like, I mean, I mean oh, shit no it better not take that long to open this time but it is (laughs) whatever I showed you the picture I wanted to show you anyway and that was the last thing um but I am gonna put that um in the comments as well (laughs) I missed this eight minutes ago but uh Uh, Corbin said, I'm stoked I got to meet Jake Tom and you comrades. It's hard feeling so disconnected with society in the Midwest. Y'all are good people. And then this must have been about the flyer. Is that Jake? What a gangster. Hold on. I I still have that pulled up. I mean, they all look kind of gangster, right? I mean, really? But, you know, Of your right. I mean, you got, uh, you know, well, yeah. And that's, that's why these three also the reason that these three, um, were in the front is because the original rainbow coalition was started by the black Panthers, the young Lords and the young Patriots organization. There is no modern young Patriots organization. The revival of um white activism was picked up by the white panther party which there was also a white panther party in the 60s but we kind of draw from both of those traditions right like i mean the the progenitors of the white panther party would be the original white panther party and the young patriots organization but that's the reason that these three three people are in front But, yeah, any who's it. How long have we been live? Going on two yeah. hours? Something Not like sure. that?
1: Probably. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. About 10, 15 minutes shy of. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> Corbin said, I'm going to be Jake when I grow up yeah me too (laughs) even though he's like almost 10 years younger than me i want to be jake when i grow up too um we have a we have a visitor from twitch dr strange the legend said hi oh
1: hello
0: hello and welcome um i don't really think that i have anything else like pressing to cover i mean Really, I wanted to do a lot of these like <clears throat> revisit, you know, things because it's the end of the year. I mean, you know, everybody does some kind of wrapped thing, right? All
1: right. Year in review is always fun. Touched on most of the best stuff.
0: Um, also, there's one more thing I want to cover though. Uh, Lake Station, Indiana, the uh, High Thurman, speaking of High, the High Thurman Intercommunity Intercommunity Garden. um, Named after, you know, the founder of the, well, the co-founder of the Rainbow Coalition and the co-founder of the Young Patriots organization. Um, So... In in the season, every Saturday from noon to six, they do a, a work day there, and uh, you know they're involving the neighbors. They're uh, they literally seized the lot and started just like building shit there. Um, Hi, Thurman visited for the dedication. That's him. Um, Doctor Rob always somehow has a banjo. Like seriously, every picture he's in, somehow Dr. Rob found a banjo. <laughs>
2: um
0: Yeah, but you know, they put together little care packages and give them to the neighbors with, you know, a pamphlet. Um and, you know, like they did a they basically just did a cookout there, Um, you know, with uh with high while he was in town. And that's the picture I was looking for. But, yeah. Cool guy. High said something along the lines of, like, I think the only thing I've gotten with my name on it before was a speeding ticket. <laughs>
1: you do vast
0: improvement there right but uh
1: you know i mean if
0: this says anything about how i feel though this is this is my background on my computer like (laughs) but yeah i mean i i had so much fun that day meeting high was kind of surreal you know like um i had heard so much about him and then, you know, like, at the end of the day, he's just, like, a chill, like, real down-to-earth guy, you know, like, the kind of guy you'd, like, drink a beer with, <laughs> you know, not that I really drink beer, but you get, you get the point. Um, Yeah, I don't think I really have anything else to, um, yeah, I can't think of anything either as far
1: as, Any highlights from further back in the year that were big shit other than, like, the Ukraine war situation popping off? We give regular updates on that anyhow. It's still a shit show, and we're still funding Nazis. There's your recap.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Lisa (laughs) Roberts said, shout out to Natalie for posting this live feed. I'm new here. And Natalie said, glad you were here. Um, us too. Um, you know, like it's been it's it's it, it's always fun when we get new people, you know. Like I would definitely like to um, you know, expand like the, the amount of people that we that we're talking to and like the amount of people that are commenting, you know, like not every stream, but sometimes like I learned shit from the comments, you know, um, and I mean, it's it's hard to keep up on, on the world. That's why we like to do a once a week. Like this is things that leftists should care about, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not like we're trying to repeat the 24 hour news cycle. No, we're trying to do basically a weekly video newspaper. I don't know.
1: especially um, when it Cor- comes to mainstream media either doesn't want to cover or is covering in a very fucked up and untruthful manner, you know?
0: Um, Corbin said, I clicked follow and added notifications for live feed. Should be able to find this quicker next time. Hell yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Facebook has been weird about giving notifications lately though. Um, so I would probably say subscribe on YouTube um, it's just better about the notifications, at least for me. Maybe, uh, maybe that's a unique to me issue, but um, I tend to think that it's Facebook hating our existence because they're a capitalist entity, and my background is Marx, Engels, Lenin, Stalin, and Mao. <laughs> yeah. The
1: doctor doesn't care for our shit.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Uh Corbin said I'll get my liberal sugar mama to start following. Well, I mean, you know, if you I'm I'm gonna reply directly to that comment with our Patreon link.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
0: Shameless plugging. Shameless. Um Lisa said, yeah, I noticed Facebook does that. Um, Yeah, actually, it's really been an issue. Um, Lisa, since you're new here, if you'd like, I mean, we're not always great at like, you know, interacting in it every day or whatever. It's still a pretty new thing that we're all getting used to. Um, But we have a Discord and uh, we we talk in there a lot and we try to like, you know, make sure everybody knows when the shows are going to be on there. And when we when we post things to the website, we post it in there um and then of course like all of you as in like not a general you you know um can you know talk about whatever there's a you know there's different channels for different things there's one that's just a general chat um there's also one that's off topic you can kind of use those interchangeably really um But uh, we have a memes channel, a news channel, political education, political discussion, and then a patron-exclusive chat, which we don't really, you know, have a bunch of patrons to fill that (laughs) right now. Um, But, you know, it's also the holidays and, I mean, shit, I wouldn't be subscribed to a Patreon right now. Um, But we also have um voice channels like there's a general voice channel you know like anybody can as i understand it um anybody can go in there and you know start uh a voice chat if you want which i haven't seen that happen yet we usually talk in the general chat but i mean most days there's um you know discussion in there Lisa said, "I don't even know what a Discord is." That's fair. It's uh, I don't really want to call it social media. It's not really social media. It's like uh,
1: private and invitation only, basically. If like we have to give you the link for you to go to it,
0: <laughs> right? It's like right. You can and you on it, the
1: platform, to
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's a less heavily moderated platform. There's more security than there is on Facebook um and you can you know like share links or or talk to each other or whatever um but i mean that being said it, i'm fairly tech savvy and it took me a little bit of getting used to so i mean i, I don't blame people for not doing it but it, so far experimenting with it it has been a pretty cool um a pretty cool platform
1: I'm digging it. I like that stuff isn't getting censored or red flagged just for conversation.
0: Right. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't, I already said this. I don't think I have uh, anything else. Um. So, I guess... Well, that's going to make it time for the end of the, uh, the stream plugging. Um, New Year's Day is the return of the um, Hassan Shakur education course um, that's put on by the United Panther Movement. Um, we, we will be live streaming those we will also be posting the Zoom links so that way you can actually like join the classrooms and, you know, like literally engage in the conversation, you know, like ask questions as they come up or, you know, like give give your perspective on something we're saying. Um, yeah, um, I will be one of the teachers of that class. There is also uh, the United Panther Movement book reading Uh, I almost said course (laughs) group, book book group is coming back and um, that will be led by Chairman Shaka doing what freaking book is it this time? Um, I didn't think I had to scroll that far back. That's funny.
1: Uh, Walter Rodney's
0: book, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa is the book this time around.
1: Um, And that's going to be Wednesdays and Saturday mornings? Wednesday evenings and Saturday mornings if I remember right?
0: That's the Advanced Cadre course. This is just uh, Chairman Zulu's book club (laughs) basically, for lack of a better way to put it.
1: Okay, what days is he doing that? It's
0: Um, been a jumble of yeah i i know i know we need to put together a, a poster for yeah. that um okay so the S- sunday nights at 7 eastern is the hassan Shakur political education class which is what i was just talking about the walter rodney reading will be on thursday night at seven which oh. might interfere with our streams but i mean that being said um you know we'll We'll cover what we can. I mean, regardless of whether we do the stream on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, we're going to be missing one of the classes. <laughs> but I mean, we'll we'll see how scheduling works. I mean, you know, we're all working class. Things do change. Things get fucked up. Um, we'll we'll figure it out. But we do know for sure that the. Um, Well, the Advanced Cadre class we're not airing, but the Reading Group we are, and the Hassan Shakur class we are, and the MLM classes that we are like three or four months behind in posting we are. So, (laughs) of course, keep your eyes open for all of that. And in addition to all of that, we're still gonna continue doing our current event stream every week. Um, I have been a little better recently about trying to give several days notice of a live stream, um, I'm gonna try to keep that habit up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it all, much like the classes, it all depends on scheduling. Right. Um, I already mentioned our Patreon a, a few times. Um, like I said, uh, every expense for this show we, it comes out of our own pockets. Um, so, you know, like if you or anybody subscribes to our Patreon and gives us a few bucks a month, that helps. I mean, just the software to stream it is 50 bucks a month. And that's that's before, obviously we haven't been doing any like promotions or, um, you know, like equipment upgrades other than this fancy mic holder that I got for Christmas from Emily. Um, you know, we haven't really had any, any way to do equipment upgrades and stuff. But, yeah, anyway, as you see by your screen now, we are all over social media. Um, I do hope that we can find someone uh, to run the Instagram and TikTok. Um, that's where we're really slacking right now, I guess is the way to put it. Um, but we regularly post to Facebook. Um Twitter, you know, our streams go to Twitter and Twitch and YouTube. Um, and then, of course, we have a Venmo. Uh, we have a Discord, which is no longer patron exclusive. We, we opened it up to the public to, you know, boost engagement, basically. And if there's any suggestions that you have for the show or if you want to join our team, uh, contact us at for we are many podcast at gmail.com. Um, and I, I think that's, that's all I got. Are you ready for me to click? Uh, hold on. I want to make sure that Corbin got the correct link for YouTube because YouTube is kind of finicky in finding it. Once you find it, it's fine. But for whatever reason, sometimes it's fucky.
1: To so find us on youtube you have to put the word podcast at the end or else it's going to bring up a band that's called for we are many
0: <laughs> yeah i couldn't remember if it was a band or a song but either way oh uh, corbin said got it but i already hit enter so there's the youtube link anyway <laughs> okay subscribed awesome so that should put us up to what 95 94 subscribers Almost to 100, you guys. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Well, um, of course, I encourage you all to join us again, uh, whichever day next week our stream will be. And that will be, um, you know, basically that'll be our two-year anniversary episode. I'd like to say that we'll do something special for you guys, but I don't know that, so I'm not going to make promises I can't keep, but <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, oh, you know, that being said, I hope that um, all of you join, and um, I'm also hoping to have some guests that day too, but we got to figure out what day it is first.
1: Right. Got to get the work schedule and find out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, thank you all for joining us tonight, and I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, I just want to shout out the the newcomers uh, one more time, because oh, yeah. it's it's always great to see new faces. Um, yeah, thank you. Good night. All power to the people.
1: All power.